Hello everyone and welcome back to Shower Thoughts with a Side of Popcorn. After a brief hiatus, we are back with more shower epiphanies. For those of you who are new to this show, essentially what this show entails is I take a look at some movies, some well-known movies, um, particularly movies that I like a lot, and I describe some theories that I found as well as some theories that I came to realize. So things I found online as well as things I may realize as well as things that let's say someone may have told me about. And so I compile all of these theories and I present it to someone who's also a fan of this movie and I get their thoughts on it. And by kind of discussing it with another person, we get additional epiphanies that may just pop up. Uh, and that's basically our show entails. In previous episodes, in our first episode, we look at The Office, um, pretty well-known TV show. Uh, and we kind of talked about theory. My main theory was how Bob Vance of Vance Refrigeration, so Phyllis's husband, if you watch The Office, is actually a mafia member, a member of the mafia. And in the second episode, I I took a we took a look at Forrest Gump, and specifically about Jenny's role in Forrest Gump, um, and if Forrest Gump was even the father of Forrest Jr. If you haven't checked the Checked out those two episodes. I recommend you check them out. Uh, and I think we can get started now. So this week's episode is a little bit more magical. Uh, man, that was, that was corny. Uh, but I, I think you already know what I'm talking about. When I say magical, it's, we're, we're going to be talking about Harry Potter. So let's get started. This week's edition of Shower Thoughts with a Side of Popcorn, I have three guests and we're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies and my favorite book, and that is Harry Potter. My three guests are, would you guys like to introduce yourselves and maybe tell us what house you are in in Harry Potter? Okay. Uh, I am Marketa Friskova and... Uh, I'm in Gryffindor. I'm Carly, and I'm in Gryffindor. Hi, I'm Alexandra. Why did I just forget my name? And I took a quiz once in, like, elementary school to find out what house I was in, but I couldn't tell you. That's tough. Uh, yeah, well, I'm in Slytherin, which is the best house. Um, let me, I'll start off by asking, okay. Uh, I'll start off by asking you guys just some questions, uh, just to get understanding of Harry Potter. So, like, which which movie or book is your favorite? The third, Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't think I can pick one, but like probably uh, Half Blood Prince. That's one of my favorite. That's a good one. I'm gonna have to go with the third one too, and I'm a fake fan. I've never read any of the books, but. I'm sorry, guys, but movie definitely, definitely the third one. Mm-hmm. That's alright, cause we're the we're shower thoughts with the side of popcorn, right? We aren't like shower thoughts with the side of bookmarks, so it's okay, <laughs> so it's okay that like we're we're just gonna be really talking about the movies. And mine is also the third because I feel like it has like the best plot from beginning to end. Cause you like serious plot. And also, my favorite character is introduced in that book. And going into that, I wanted to ask you guys, who is your favorite character or? Because Harry Potter has so many uh, characters and so much depth, 
who are your favorite characters? Um, I have many, but like, I really like Draco, but I'm gonna get a whole lot of hate on him for that. <laughs> so, um, I that's actually a hard question. I like Ron. I like Neville. I like Luna. Luna, yeah, she's fun. Um, you can have to say Ron. I really like Gingers and um, unpopular opinion. <laughs> I love Moaning Merkel. I think she's <laughs> oh so funny. She's so annoying, but I don't know. She she's a fan favorite. Yeah, she sure is. My favorite Sirius Black, um, because he's pretty cool. He's super smart and he's super powerful. So you? Huh? No. <laughs> but um, he's. People really underestimate Sirius Black's, like, wizarding powers. Like, nobody really talks about it. They don't really talk about how he was, like, one of the most powerful wizards in the first wizarding war. Well, because I feel like he's not in that many movies. Yeah, because I feel like it's not as good portrayed in the movies as it is in the book. Spoiler, he also dies, so... (laughs) But he dies because that's, like, a plot point is for Harry. And going into that, that's why Harry Potter's my least favorite character. Um, Harry Potter is the worst. He's arrogant. He's dumb. He does, yeah, he's a menace. He's a shit disturber. He also wears really ugly glasses. Exactly. And so it's just, he he's the reason that Sirius Black died, because he was too dumb and he's too hot-headed, um, which is why he's my least favorite character. And you guys, do you guys have one character that you guys can't stand? Yeah, Umbridge. Yeah, that's what I was, I was, yeah. I feel like no one likes her. Like, she's good at acting, but her character's a Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> there wasn't one good thing about her. Like, some of the characters, even though they're, like, annoying, there's still some good things you can say about them where they had their good moments, but her, she just doesn't have any. I'm gonna be honest, I don't like Hermione. What? That's a hot take. That's that's a that's that's a hot take, but I understand what you're going for. I I'm not a huge fan of Hermione in the movies. Um, maybe it's because I I I also have a tough take, and that's that Emma Watson's acting for Hermione is a little bit over the top. I'd say like in the first few movies, like when she was younger. As she gets older, yeah, I I think that's better. I agree with that. I feel like I just I don't like her in the first few because. I don't know, she's just too young and she, it's annoying, she gets on my nerves. Yeah. But I, I definitely see like improvement in her acting as the movies go on. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like also just no one says that the first two movies are their favorite. Like, if they had to pick, and she's annoying in that, so. I really like the experience of the first two movies, though. The experience is good, but like, if you had to pick a movie that was your favorite, I feel like no one says the first or the second. Yeah, I guess, fair point. Uh... Who else is like Umbridge? Yeah, so I feel Umbridge is a pretty like she's a terrible person. Um, there's just one thing that I find kind of weird. It's Harry Potter. The books are usually told by Harry's perspective, right? Yeah. Um, and Harry talks about like how Umbridge abused him. Remember when he's like, "You shouldn't tell lies" or whatever, and like it etched into his skin. Harry wasn't the only one to do that. There's also another guy, a character who I really, really, really like in the books, but he was never—he was barely portrayed in the movies. I mean, he was probably in the movies, but like he probably got like two minutes of screen time in the movies. Lee Jordan. Is he the, the kid that takes the pictures? No. Which 
That's a calling, I think. Oh. But yeah, no, he's he's like he's the announcer for the Quidditch games and stuff. He's part of Gryffindor, oh. and he used to go to Umbridge's office, and Umbridge would make him do certain things, like um, write out, because he was kind of a troublemaker. Yeah. Right. Uh, and she used to punish him too, but he never would complain as much as Harry did. Yeah. Right? So there's like a certain line that like Harry Potter is kind of just like, he's a whiner to a certain point, right? Yeah. Like Umbridge is bad, but like, I feel just, because it was Harry's perspective, it just made her so much more unbearable. Yeah. Because there's a lot of bad people out there, but like, Harry Potter is a very like privileged, like whiny little kid, so... Okay, but I feel like privilege is not the right word. Yeah. He's not privileged. Yeah. His parents are both dead. That's Rude tough. Off. He's loaded. <laughs> no, I agree with what Carly's saying. Privilege is definitely not the right word because when you look at where he comes from in the beginning of the movies, I feel like I'm not really entitled either. I'm trying to think of a word that would describe him. But look, the entire wizarding world sees him as like this great prodigy, right? Yeah, and yeah. he buys into those delusions. Okay, yes, because of his parents. Because they were like, but isn't he a prodigy? <laughs> well, the thing is, he's not even that good of a wizard. Yeah, yeah, but like, he's not the best wizard there is. He's not that great of a wizard. No, think about it, think about it. Was but I don't really think there was ever like a moment that they said, you're the greatest yeah, wizard nobody's of like all getting time. on their knees. And it was oh just, yeah. What's Everybody the said with, they were getting the, on their knees and saying that. What's the movie here? with Cho? The, the main one where they like kill Or the Phoenix? Yeah, remember there's a scene where like they're in the library or whatever, him and Hermione, and then he was saying like he is the chosen one. Yeah. I remember that. He claimed to be the chosen one even though he didn't even know the real parameters of what the chosen one like really contained. Yeah, he, he was just... Someone just told him that he was the chosen one. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm the chosen one. Yeah, yeah but not just someone, everyone. Yeah. I would start to believe that as well if everyone would be like, oh my god, you're the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah, I just think he didn't really know what that meant at the time. Yeah. It's a really good conversation. <laughs> uh, so now, as you guys know, my show largely surrounds theories relating to the movies. And since Harry Potter, like I said, is one of my favorites... I have a lot, and I mean a lot, of theories. So if this doesn't even fit into one episode, I'm going to make it into two, and I'll release it one week after the other because um, we only got 24 minutes for the show and already nine minutes in. So let's, let me, all right, time for the first theory. The first theory is the Dursleys weren't actually bad people because Harry was a horcrux, right? And horcruxes tend to bring out the worst in people. So they were simply a victim of Harry. But did he know? Did they know he was a Horcrux? You didn't have to know that for the Horcrux to affect you. Okay, I guess. I actually heard that theory and I actually agree with it. Because you know what it did to Harry and Ron in the last book. True. So it's basically the same what it okay. did to the... I like agree to a certain extent, but at the same time, like, um, what's, the, what's the wife's name? Uh, Petunia. Yeah, she like was just jealous of her sister, and so. Yeah, but can you blame her? Yes and no. Like I feel like she was bitter to it, like too much of an extent. Like it was just too high. Like she was, like I agree with the Horcrux theory, but at the same time, I feel like they were also just. Miserable. I feel like it was a bit of yeah, a bit of like, 
bad people and a bit of more groups. Yeah. I had to agree with Marquette. I said she said something that I really like, and um, it was like you saw what it did to Ron and Harry. And so what the Horcruxes do, they bring out the worst in people. So I think all people have sort of these bad. They have bad aspects of themselves. So, like, the sister, for example, and Petunia was jealous of um, Harry's mom. So that jealousy, when the Horcrux, when she was exposed to the Horcrux, that jealousy just came out, like, all the way. Exact same as how Ron was jealous towards Harry and Hermione. He really kept it in for a lot of time. But then in um, the Deathly Hollows, it came out right away. Like, it came out all the way. That's when he kind of got, like, that's when the Horcrux corrupted him because it took his emotions that he kind of had hidden like kind of deeper and it kind of let them out so you're saying the emotions are already there and then it's just what brings them out yeah okay. yeah then I, I have to agree with that yeah also even if she didn't if even if harry wasn't the horcrux you have to every day look at the kid of the sister you you were so jealous of yeah and you have to take care of him and he's also she was still her sister like she, he was a reminder that she died Okay, but, like, that's not his fault. Like, he didn't choose for his parents to die and have them take care of him. Yeah, yeah but obviously but being reminded of that every day. Yeah, but that's tough. <laughs> yeah, but, like, try to be in her position. No, I, I see what your point is. Same as Uncle Vernon, right? He's not even related, and he has to take care of an extra no, kid. I agree that that sucks, but at the same time, you can't really blame Harry for it. Like, I get where they're coming from, and I get what you're saying, but you can't blame Harry for that. Because yeah, I definitely, like, obviously, I don't think Harry should be blamed because it's really not his fault but i mean not to defend what they did because oh. at the same time like there's definitely situations where i don't agree with like the way they treated harry but i don't really think you can blame them like you're really gonna make him live in a closet under the stairs no <laughs> no i'm i'm not defending them i just say that i understand yeah no i agree with that i understand as well i just don't fully agree Great. I love this kind of debate when that happens, yeah. Um, this next theory did not come from me. I actually found this somewhere, and it was really weird, but it, it just give it a second to kind of sink in. And it's that George Weasley, after Harry Potter, he grew up to be Willy Wonka. <laughs> so, yeah, take a second. Think about it. Okay, but like Those, these are two very different worlds colliding. No, here. see, like I can see that it would like Loki make sense, but like at the same time, Willy Wonka in the movie is not ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, doesn't he wear a wig? <laughs> he does wear a wig. Actually, no, he is a ginger. Is he? No, he Willy Wonka a is a ginger. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, he has, Willy he has Wonka. Like dark, uh, dark. Like brown, black. Hair. Wait, what's like Willy Wonka? Are we talking? Uh, about? the real Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder. Oh, was Willy Wonka. yeah, yeah, you're right. He I was a ginger. ginger. He was a ginger. I don't know. Who's Willy Wonka? Oh no. Charlie and the Factory. I think I've seen only the one with Johnny Depp. Yeah. 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 So that 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 one is that one. One? No, yeah. That's what I thought oh. you were talking about at oh, first, because yeah? yeah, obviously, awesome. like, it's a dark brown like bob cut. I'm yeah, like, there's no way. No, the first the first one is like yeah, like well he's not really oh damn wait I feel like that's not an accurate no okay I see like oh yeah. is it the one from the meme uh yeah 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 it is the one from the meme uh it's Gene Wilder this one Willy Wonka the yeah exactly Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is so much better than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by like I don't I don't even know like a method of a scale to use it breaks the scale it's so much better okay, wait can we go back to theory oh yeah the theory. 
What are the reasonings for it? Why do people think that? So after before? Fred died, yeah. right, uh, George decided to open up a chocolate factory for mm-hmm. muggles, but he still had that little bit of, uh, like, anger mm-hmm. hidden in him, which made him kind of, like, trick people. So, like, he has lots of games. He, ha- he had... You gotta remember that Fred and George used to make like candy and yeah, stuff, which that. had special effects that yeah. it had on people. Oh my god, wait! And you know how their dad was really close to like muggles, like um, Arthur Weasley? Yeah. He loved muggles, right? Yeah. He's really infatuated with them. So that's why I think like George took a lot of what like his dad uh, talked about and kind of applied it. Like he went to live with the muggles and kind of yeah. live amongst them after what happened to his twin brother. I actually feel like that's kind of true. Like I, I, like I can see it. I get, I get the yeah. vision. I get where like the person who thought of that was coming from, but like it's also a stretch. Yeah, it, it, I, of course it's a stretch. I just thought it was a pretty cool concept, like it, to think of it. But yeah, this next theory, um, I think that a lot of people probably thought of this. These are my least favorite type of theories. My least favorite. I hate every single time one of these things happens. One of these things happen because everyone thought of them. Huh? <laughs> no, it happens in so many different movies, and it's that Harry Potter imagines it all. He's just a little boy who's abused in a cupboard, and he's like, "I gotta create a world to take me out of this world." His parents died; he doesn't know how to cope with it, and boom, he creates a magic wizarding world. Okay, I feel like yes, I hate those kinds of theories too because that just ruins the whole like point of having all these movies. But, I mean, it would make sense. Like, yeah. if you think realistically, like, you know, kids that are abused and, like, their parents die, like, they're just going to find any way they can to cope with that. And, you know, creating this totally unrealistic wizard world to help you get over the fact that your parents are dead and you live in a closet, it would make sense. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I had to bring it up. I'm like, I don't like to believe it, but it makes sense. Um, he even talked about um, Uncle Dursley talked about putting him into like I think it was like St. Mungo's Mental Institution or something in the first one no St. Mungo's uh, Academy Institute for Mentally Unstable Children so he actually might be in St. Mungo's too yeah in the like why would he bring that up I don't know what do you guys think Marquette or Carly Um, I actually have to agree that I don't like this theory but I guess it can make sense because, as Alexandra said, he was abused, he lived in a closet, his parents died, like, it would make sense, but I just don't think about it, because I don't like the theory. Yeah, no, it's definitely, like, not a theory I'd want to agree with, because, but why is I that? like the movies. I don't so know, like, it kind of ruins it, because yeah, I he, feel like, yeah, it would just ruin the concept of the movies. You want to have the belief in you that you, like... Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, like, you want to believe that... Okay, but at the same time, like, then are we just Harry? Are we wanting to believe in this magical world? Well, are we all Harry, huh? No. Thing like, are we trying to get away from our real? Well, yeah, that's the whole point of watching movies. (laughs) Yeah, even like reading the book. Yeah, it's the best, and I I'd say it's the best example of that in my in my life. The most the best fantasy world that I've ever gone into is the Harry Potter world. Yeah, and realistically, I feel like a lot of people who've watched or read the Harry Potter books would, or, like, watched the movies, would, like, say that they, if Hogwarts was real, they'd want to go there. Like, I personally would love to go there. I think that'd be so cool. Um, So, yeah, I guess we're all kind of like Harry then, even if he's imagining it to get away from the reality of his real world, then I feel like we're also all like that. It's a really good point. It's really good. 
I like that one. See, this is what I really like about this podcast. You know, we get into discussions, and then more epiphanies pop out from these um, theories. So, the next one. Um, this one, Carly, this one I was t- talking to you about. Ron is Dumbledore from the future. Wait a second. Dumbledore is Ron from the future. Yeah, I hate that theory because I love Ron and I hate Dumbledore. What's the theory of build on? Okay, physical characteristics. Uh, Dumbledore was known to be a ginger. <laughs> I don't know what's up with J.K. Rowling and gingers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you had a time. Yeah. Yeah. And so Ron's a ginger. Dumbledore's a ginger. They had similar body types. They're both tall and lanky, right? There's like more than one tall and lanky person that exists. Yeah. Tall and lanky ginger? <laughs> Fred, okay. George. Like, okay, okay, okay. How about the chocolate frogs and sweets? They both love those chocolate frogs and um, uh, the jelly beans and stuff. Okay, but then what happened to... Oh, no, wait. I was going to say what happened to Ron's frat, but that's Peter Pettigrew. So. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Dumbledore has the bird, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's why he's from the future. There might have been stuff that happened like between then and yeah. there. and. I just don't like it. Yeah. I feel like personality-wise, they're two different people. And, and I also that's what I really think. old. Yeah, and I wouldn't but, say that Ron is the greatest wizard of all time. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm just thinking about like his wizard skills. Like yeah. I feel like, although it's him in the future, so like there's obviously a lot of time for him to like improve. I feel like like magic-wise. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that when Ron grew up, he like took Quidditch more seriously. Like I feel like, I don't know. I just can't see him as Dumbledore. Yeah. I also don't think he would become like teacher like yeah. that's for yeah, sure yeah exactly. the... but and also i really uh, dumbledore's backstory is one of my favorite and it kind of collides with dumbledore's backstory right because dumbledore wasn't always like he's never really a good guy in my sorry in my opinion yeah. he was never really a good guy um but he kind of used to be a little bit he used to kind of be bad when he was uh when he's friends with grindelwald and they came up with the idea for the greater good so yeah. they do somewhat bad things for the greater good but that could still kind of collide with being bad right it's something very different from Dumbledore and then after his sister's death like the kind of growth that he faced and that kind of collides with the theory uh but like just a little bit more for Ron is Dumbledore from uh, Dumbledore's Ron from the future theory um it's that when he looks at the mirror of Erised or I don't even know what to pronounce that E-R-I-S-E-D Erised Erised whatever it is when he sees himself in that mirror in the first book or the first movie, he sees himself wearing socks because that's all he really hoped for. And Ron was happy whenever his mom gave him socks. For thing. He always acted like he didn't, but he always would wear the socks all the time, right? Whatever his mom made him, socks, sweaters, all yeah. that. And then the, the final thing about that is how did Dumbledore always know what um, Harry, Hermione, Ron were up to? But I actually have a really good theory on that. I did not write it down, but yeah. Continue. No, I want to hear your theory. Yeah. Okay, so you know Peeves the ghost? That little ghost who, like, just messes with every person in the hallway, just like... Oh, yeah. It's Mm -hmm. Peeves because he peeves them off. Um, And all the paintings on the wall and stuff, they were all Dumbledore's agents. They were all there to watch Harry and all of them and see what they were up to. So that's why Dumbledore knew where all of them... like Harry, Hermione, and Ron were all the time because all those things were kind of agents for Dumbledore. 
Yeah, but it's like they're also like, you know, little troublemakers in the movie. Like, everyone kind of knew that they were always going to be up to something, not yeah. just Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's just the way the characters were. Yeah, like, that's why Snape caught them a couple times, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, like, that definitely could be a possibility. But, like, you know, Dumbledore knows everything because he was once wrong, or... Yes. He gave the time turner to Hermione, did he not? Yeah. So he could technically be using it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And the next one is, this one's pretty fun. I found this online. Do not come up with this one. But this one's pretty fun. Hufflepuff members were always stoned. <laughs> Think of the name, Huff and Puff. Maybe they just had asthma. <laughs> Wait, why? Because they're huffing and puffing. Uh, you have a puffer, you should know. Yeah, I know. Well, they huff and puff, and that's why they're always chill with everyone. They, it's Slytherin wants like the, uh, like kind of the, the cunning people, right? Gryffindor wants the brave people. And Ravenclaw wants a smart people, and then Hufflepuff is chill with everyone. They'll take whoever. Yeah, but then why is like why does no one like Hufflepuff? Like, what do you mean nobody likes Hufflepuff? I, feel like... I wait. I, I would actually say the opposite. I'd say everybody likes Hufflepuff. Nobody has a like people beef with uh, Gryffindor, of course. People beef with Slytherin. People like beef with Ravenclaw. Like yeah, but I feel nobody like people just think pushovers. Like no one would want to be Hufflepuff. I feel like. I would disagree because Hufflepuff is like it's always a, it's like that philosophical philosophical question: Would you rather your child be smart or kind? Right? And all almost all the other houses lean on like smart. Um, besides, like Gryffindor's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Right. Gryffindor could either be like kind, I guess, or like like super unkind. But yeah. Hufflepuff's the only kind one. So people pr- pride themselves on being good people, being like kind people are the ones who are falling into Hufflepuff. Okay, but, like, in the movies, for example, Hufflepuff is, like, not talked about at all. So, like, people who just watch the movies, I feel like, they're like, oh, I either want to be Gryffindor or Slytherin because of those those are, like, the two main ones that are mentioned throughout the movie. So I feel like if you read the books, it's a bit different because you get the background of Hufflepuff and you, like, read more about them. But, like, in the movies, they barely, like, show up, so... That's honestly true. Like, as someone who's never read the books, mm. yeah. I feel like just from watching the movies, like... I, think I forget actually, the Hufflepuff. I yeah. think it's actually a bit shame that they didn't in the movies like provide more yeah, context and background on the other two houses because they're like some of the characters were really cool that were there, yeah. but they just didn't have the screen time. Yeah, I know that J.K. Rowling. She has a lot of like writings just um, to give extra. Like she builds into that Harry Potter world, so she has a lot of writing about it. Um, and some of these writings talk about like more about Hufflepuff and stuff because they aren't even they they are mentioned in the book but they're not mentioned that much in the yeah. book too right um and they try to give more Hufflepuff characters like uh if you guys seen Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them I haven't but I have yeah so the main character Newt Scamander he's a Hufflepuff mm. right so it's kind of gained that main character who is a Hufflepuff trying to make them kind of have that lead character um, but here, there's another thing about why Hufflepuff members are always stoned. Uh, the head of Hufflepuff was Professor Sprout. Yeah. Right? And what's Professor Sprout's, like, subject matter? Matter? Herbology. Yeah. Right? 
That's yeah, actually that, really that's true. true. She also low key gives me stoner vibes. Like yeah. she kind of like, like she's always stoned. She didn't give a shit the entire time. You know the yeah. mandrake. She's like, oh whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> And also, every every house is positioned in different places in Hogwarts, right? The Slytherins in the near the dungeons because they want to be like sneaky and safe, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's Ravenclaw in the towers because apparently, if you live higher up, you're closer to knowledge. And then. Um, I thought you were gonna say Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is on the sixth floor. I believe it's on the sixth floor of Hogwarts. Um, and I don't know why they're there. But I know that Hufflepuff is right near the kitchens. Because they always have the munchies. Exactly. <laughs> a valid theory. Now that now that you've given me more evidence, I feel like I could see it. I don't know a lot about Hufflepuff because, again, they're not really like shown a lot in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read the books, but I could see it. Yeah. I don't know. I remember in The Cursed Child. Have you guys seen the, Have you read The Cursed Child? Yeah. Is one of Harry's sons in Hufflepuff or no? One of them in Slytherin. Oh, no, I can't remember that. But, but I, I don't know I about like Hufflepuff. He has three kids, right? Yeah. He has two sons and one daughter. I think they're, the other two are... I'm trying to think. I yeah. think he's in Gryffindor, the other brother. Yeah. Um, people are saying maybe... Is it Rose Granger Weasley who is in Hufflepuff? Like Ron and Hermione's daughter? Could be. I could see that. Mm. I've, I, I don't, I don't even that. It's not that good of a book. Now that I think about it, why wasn't Hermione in Ravenclaw then? Cause she had that. Um, she had the, uh, the loyalty, mm. and the bravery of a Gryffindor. Loyalty for sure. Valid. Right. So that's the that's the, those are the two big things. Like I think Ra- all all houses have their their faults. And have their like pros and cons. Like you can just look at it, Gryffindor, Gryffindor. They're brave. They're loyal. They're all this. But Gryffindor, I'm actually gonna make the argument that Gryffindor are more arrogant um, than Slytherins, Ravenclaws, all the other ones. The only I actually think that it's actually the most arrogant is Gryffindor, and then Ravenclaw, and then Slytherin. Um, I just think that. Uh, they just show particular Slytherins. Everybody forgets Merlin was a Slytherin. The greatest wizard of all time yeah. was a Slytherin. So. Okay, but do you think that Gryffindor is the most arrogant because Harry Potter is in Gryffindor and you think he's completely arrogant? No, I just think that they're very hot-headed. Um, I think a big thing about Slytherin are they're cunning, which means that they think ahead. They like they kind of plan their steps. Besides, instead of Gryffindor. And let's leave it at that for this episode. So I'm sorry I ended it so abruptly. Um, on a positive though, if you'd like this episode, we're going to have a part two of this episode. So yeah, this is part one. Next week will be part two. And they'll be releasing consecutive weeks. Whereas this podcast usually releases every two weeks. So if you like more Harry Potter and luck, if not, you can skip next week and we'll have something the week after for you. Uh, but yeah. So that's all I can fit in for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. And I'm just going to go over what I've been going over for like the past couple episodes. And it's our email address. So you can email us with any questions, comments, uh, and thoughts, and topics you want to cover. Or if you want to be a guest on the show, just fill out the... Just send us an email. 
at showerthoughts.50 at gmail.com. Again, for the 10,000th time, I don't know why it's .50. Showerthoughts was already taken. So, showerthoughts.50 at gmail.com. Email us with any of those things I said before because I do not want to repeat them. And have a good night or morning or whatever time it is where you are. Just have a good one. Thank you for listening to Shower Thoughts with a side of popcorn.